This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. Packer and Durham, Power Hour is upon us as we continue to stream live on the ESPN app. Uh, number for the program, 844-SAY-ACCN. Uh, yeah, a lot boy. of fun with the uh, Boston College gang. Two interviews. We got uh, free golf at Oakley and meals and a road trip for wow. October uh, rowing. You, uh, I, what, a, what a combination <laughs> of interviews that turned out to be. <laughs> Haven't you. paid for a thing. If we could get free airline travel, it is a layup. Um, well, Grace Hollowell apparently may want to have a word with you. The rowing coach at Boston College. Because well, Mike Gambino sounded like that there there been some contentious moments up there well, based on the third version of Pac-Man's rowing well, rankings. Well, we can adjust that. Well, you we'll, know. we'll get to that. In a I may have to get uh, the uh, eraser out and start working on my new rowing rankings. Let me let me remind you, though, it, we talked to Boston College and the Jesuit faith, which is such an important part of that school's history. No doubt. And the service concept, right? The yep. servant attitude at Boston College. Yep. And Jerry York epitomizes it. Mike Gambino epitomizes it. You meet a BC grad, you'll hear about it. Exactly right. right. And our buddy Tim Beret just texted me. And Jerry York is the kind of guy who epitomizes the servant attitude of Boston College. That's why he's been so successful. Dick Kelly was a longtime SID at Boston College. Unfortunately, he too passed of ALS. But Dick Kelly was such a huge Bruins fan. And there were a BC alum won the Stanley Cup, and Dick is sick. With ALS, Jerry York worked it out for the BC alum to bring the Stanley Cup to Dick Kelly. Mm. I, I mean, that. that's the kind of stuff right there. And then Jerry York tells you about Bill Belichick introducing Kenny Chesney to Jerry York, which that's just hilarious. Can you imagine Kenny Chesney from East Tennessee talking to Jerry York? <laughs> Actually, I can't. There'd be a translator. <laughs> now, I've told that story on the air about Kenny, my first dealing yeah, with Kenny right. Chesney. Yeah. So it's it's just an amazing coincidence how all this works out. So thanks again to Jerry York. Would you have guessed that Jerry York, Kenny Chesney would have been the connection? I wouldn't have guessed that. No, no, that wouldn't. I mean, I would have thought maybe, but not not Kenny Chesney. No. Maybe George Strait, but not Kenny Chesney. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. But so, that's why that question's always interesting because you're not you're not exactly sure what you're going to get. And we look forward to staying in touch with with Coach Short. No right? question. What a great guy. Uh, coming up, uh, the Barnets are going to be here as part of ACC Unity Week debut. By the Haley, way, Haley, a rower, uh, Mila plays women's lacrosse at UVA. Looking forward to having them join us here in about oh eleven minutes. And then Kevin Parada, you can kiss it goodbye. Kevin Parada will join us next. Boy. By the way, did I not mention Kevin Parada in the notepad? Into April? You did. Yeah, I did. That's right. And he's done nothing but uh, buoy my uh, – He's lived up to the West Durham hype. That's it. Uh, let's get you caught up on a busy night, though. Uh, lacrosse and softball last night taking center stage in the ACC. We're going to start in Chapel Hill in a top five game between Carolina and Duke. And at the end, the top-ranked Tar Heels turned it on. It was 2-2 at one point. And then Carolina went 16-0 run, Pack. Yeah, over 41 minutes. <laughs> 41 minutes without watching Duke score a goal. And it was game, set, match. North Carolina dominates Duke. They've now beaten them 13 consecutive times. Their 10th regular season title. Yep. 41 straight 
regular season wins for North Carolina. Carolina will be the top seed in South Bend at the Women's Lacrosse Championship. Remember, there is no lacrosse championship on the men's side. Uh, they've now won 10 ACC regular season championships, including seven of them outright. Congratulations to Jenny Levy and the team. Uh, Jamie Ortega, by the way, uh, seven points, four goals, three assists last night to continue her assault on Jen Adams' career mark. And increasing the Packer and Durham bump. You appear on the <laughs> yes, show, yes. next performance, spectacular. Yeah. It happened twice last night, twice. Uh, also on the women's side, Virginia beat Virginia Tech 18-11 to last night. Ashlyn McGovern, six goals for the Cavaliers who uh, are also making that late season push. They held Virginia Tech scoreless for 13 minutes in the second half. Uh, on the men's side, there's the update. There's the bar on that. 18-11 to 11 the final last night for the 16th-ranked Cavaliers. On the men's side last night in lacrosse, uh, Notre Dame dropped the hammer defensively on North Carolina. 12-5 the final last night. And, boy, the Coach Corrigan's team – Defend the net on Carolina. No, they're defending, but I tell you what, Wes, they're also red hot. Yep, scoring. This this is a dangerous club as we start getting into the NCAA time and everything else. Yep. Keep an eye on Notre Dame moving forward. Yep. So the Irish uh, superb defensively last night. Carolina just the five goals, their lowest mark uh, in the twenty-one game all-time series between the two schools. You know, they only scored four against Virginia. Yeah. When Lars Tiffany's guys put the squeeze on them. So North Carolina offensively, despite Chris Gray struggling. Well, that's that. that's the thing. And remember, that's what uh, we were talking about with Kark and, and others is there's got to be somebody else. Chris Cotter talked about it with us. Paul Carcateras said the same thing. Got to be a little bit more than Chris Gray in the Carolina offensive arsenal. All right, pivot to softball. Because game one of the three-game weekend series, the first ever series between Clemson and Florida State, uh, the Knowles win 5-4 last night. Uh, Kaylee Harding, the walk-off single to win the game. But Clemson, the visitors went to a 2-0 lead early on a home run. And then uh, Catherine Sandercock kind of got things going a little bit. Here's a great play at third by Sydney Sherrill. Who appeared on the show yesterday. She got a bump because she had the uh, double – Yep. That put Florida State ahead. Here's the Harding home run that put them in the lead for uh, the first part of the night. And then Clemson came back. Yeah. That's a bullet. Cagle, by the way, the home run there. And here's Harding, the single through the left side to win the ball game. 5-4 the final. Good game. Game two tonight on ACC Network. Game three is Saturday also. On ACC Network. That was a highly competitive, very yep. entertaining game last night. Game tonight is at 6 o'clock, by the way. Yep. All right. Uh, real quick. We have Pac-Man's third version of the rowing rankings. That's right. And we've uh, had a change. There's been an adjustment. Oh, my god! Just like that. If Mark Schleyball can well, move no more. There's up, no more 10? Uh, oh, well, this is crazy. Well, I mean, we, we got to – Kind of got to straighten that out a little bit. But uh, nevertheless, uh, Boston College, miraculously, within the last half an hour, has moved up a few spots to 1A. Uh, BC, apparently just got some late information that uh, incredible how it happens so quickly in the rowing rankings. Boston College right on the heels of the University of Virginia. This is the old BCS rankings right here, if nothing else. Gotta That's, love it. This is somebody in their dark basement who makes a move, and all of a sudden somebody's 1A. Uh, it should be noted, of course, that provoking Mike Tyson has entered the rankings for the first time this week. 
slightly ahead of CNN Plus. Just awful. For that last spot. Just 1A. Really? And here here again, live photos of Pac. There it is. Yeah. (laughs) Stroke. (laughs) Stroke. Is that right? That's what it is. You look very small in the boat. The wellness walk has paid off for you you there. I'm now uh, down 49 pounds based on the scale this morning. The wellness walk. 49 down. Paid off for you in the shell with the Virginia Roller. I mean, how team. could I get in a boat? I couldn't have. I, how would Haley back Barnett in react January? To all this? I could not have gotten into the shell. No, that's true. But now look at myself. I can squeeze in there now. Mm-hmm. Speed, spelt, flying. Okay, so let's also say that within the last forty minutes, major you, change. You, major change in the rowing rankings. Yeah, I hope Mike Gambino saw that. Precipitated by the fact that Mike Gambino. And to a degree, Jerry York. And Pat Kraft. And I don't know about Kraft yet. Kraft, we have, I have not heard from Pat Kraft. Well, Kraft could call in, send us a note just no, to no. confirm no, that he, he is buying he, when no, we go up there in no, October. No. Now, see, you ha- you and Gambino and York yeah. signed Pat Kraft up. That's right. And well, wait, hey, Listen, I wouldn't come to his town and not invite him. <laughs> that would be rude on my no, no. part, Wes. No, I, I heard the phrase a moment ago on the show. We're going to Boston, and I have yet to pick up the tab. Yeah, well, that's that would be accurate. <laughs> I, if, again, if I say something incorrect, I will be the first to apologize. But I not, know you don't do a lot of traveling in the family of networks. I'd like to. They just don't let me go right. anywhere. Well, there's a reason, because we have a per diem. I, I, let me tell you something. In This is uh, show 613. It is, yeah. Right? We have been employees of ESPN, and there's my rookie card right above your head. And it says up there, what, August the 5th, 2019? <laughs> That's it, almost three full years right, we've so been employees. I have been an employee, yeah. a full-time employee of ESPN. For three years. Since August the 5th, 2019. Yeah, and I yet can, to file an expense report. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> let me finish my statement. Since August the 5th, 2019. Today is uh, April 22nd, 2022. That's right. My friend Jimmy, you know who my friend Jimmy is? Jimmy Pitaro? You've heard of him? Yes. I have cost ESPN not one penny on expenses. Not one cent. As a matter of fact, Wes, not only have I not expensed. Drew, do we have a picture of Pac and his Hush friend a Jimmy? second. Just be okay. quiet for once in okay. your life. Not only have I not cost the company one penny yeah. on per diem or expenses. Right. I have footed the bill for all the electricity and the power for this studio in my house free of charge. Right. And and mm-hmm. I have the West Durham suite, which will be used twice next week by ESPN employees to save money for the company, not to have to go to hotels or their per diem because we will take care of them in the West Durham suite and Mrs. P will make a home-cooked meal for them. Now, you can't be a better employee the number one, showing up for work every day and then saving the company, God knows how many tens of thousands of dollars. Studio rental, power, per diem, right. room and board, yeah. and food. And you're giving me grief about what? Well, I'm not giving you grief. Okay, I just want to point that out. Since August the 5th, 2019. BC, the, there BC, it is. There's my rookie BC card. ought to welcome you because right you've got a servant attitude. Well, I mean, I, I am for everybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So there it is. I hope my friend Jimmy is listening to that. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy Pitaro. Yeah. You know, we're buddies. You know. 
Got the picture to prove it, too. Uh, you, know, you know, maybe that's my airfare to Boston. We get on the old jet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, no. All right, we got to go to break. That's where we're going to break. When we come back, uh, Haley Barnett, Myla Barnett are right. going to join us. Looking forward to talking with them. Haley is in rowing. Myla plays lacrosse. And looking forward to chatting them up next on Packer and Durham. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. Packer and Durham on a Friday. You ready for our next duo? Absolutely. It's going to be good. Yeah, we've, uh, we've had a terrific time all week long talking with student athletes around the ACC in, in relationship to Unity Week. And this is uh, especially neat because we welcome Haley Barnett and Myla Barnett from the University of Virginia. Uh, Haley is on the left. She's a member of the rowing team. Myla's on the right. She's a member of the women's lacrosse team. And uh, good to see you girls this morning. First of all, thank you so much for the time. Uh, full disclosure here, those of you that have followed, their, their dad is Fred Barnett, who played years in the NFL, uh, who was a former teammate of my buddy, Dave Archer, who I do Falcons on radio with now. So this is kind of surreal for me to meet Fred's daughters. Um, and uh, we <laughs> welcome both you guys to the show here um, and for ACC Unity Week. And first of all, Haley, I don't know that you're aware of this, and really you shouldn't concern or trouble yourself with it, but my partner here has been doing rowing rankings every week for the last three weeks on the show. He crafts his own ACC rowing rankings. And for the third straight week, Virginia has been number one in Packers <laughs> rowing rankings here on this show. That's awesome. I hope so. <laughs> Haley, the way I figured it, anytime the who's are in the water, they're number one. Swimming, diving, rowing, doesn't matter. Who's in the water? Can't beat them. Can't beat them. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mila, you guys are coming off a great win last night against Virginia Tech, so congratulations yeah. there, too. Yeah, thanks so much. It was a really great win for our team, um, and I think it was definitely what we needed. We went into the game super excited for the opportunity, um, and it definitely went in our favor. We played really well just all four quarters. Um, it just took every advantage we could. Um, and I think we went – I want to say we went like 13 straight minutes um, holding – holding their attack um, in that second half. Um, Ashton had a really great game. I think she scored like six goals. Um, and it was just a really great team effort um, from the sideline to on the field. Um, super exciting win for us. Haley, uh, you two play sports, rowing and lacrosse, that predominantly white, right? And so in, in the roles that you are in, uh, that impact in terms of, hey, making a difference. I know the athletes are Black Lives Matter. You turned into an Instagram mm -hmm. account. A couple of years back, mm -hmm. had a great response to it. Uh, the driving force of this whole thing with the ACC in terms of awareness, inclusion, everybody being a part of it, what was that for you in terms of saying, guess what, we can make a difference, let's do something cool? I mean, I think it was a great opportunity for Mile and I to, you know, use our platform in like our specific um, you know, sports. Like Like you said, both of us are in predominantly – um, white sports. So we have this unique platform um, to, you know, use our voice and um, 
try to make a change. I mean, the athletes for BLM Instagram account um, was a huge success. I mean, Milo and I always talk about how this, like the movement is, is bigger than us. Um, you know, the fight for like social justice is kind of like a marathon and not a sprint. So it was just, you know, a small thing in this huge, um, this huge movement. But Milo and I just decided to, you know, use our platform to do everything we can, spread awareness about the movement. So I think it was a big success. I want to, at the same time, we got to know over Mm -hmm. the course of the last couple of years, Charles Snowden, who played football at Virginia, who wouldn't surprise any of us if he's one day president of the United States, just simply because of kind of (laughs) who he is, right? Um, So the impact student athlete, and we've, we've had this conversation briefly during the week as well. The voice of the student athlete today, and whether it's name, image, and likeness, or it's societal issues like this, Myla, you feel the you feel the strength in your words now for the first time. I mean, your dad played professional sports at the highest level in the most recognizable yeah. league on the planet. Absolutely. You could argue your voice is stronger as a student athlete at the collegiate level than maybe a player's was at any point in in the NFL prior to this, right? I mean, I think that the time was really ripe for student athletes, um, specifically in the year of 2020, that summer. Um, I think what really catalyzed a lot of the opportunities for everyone, um, and specifically student athletes, um, to really just, um, you know, talk about their support for um, Black Lives Matter movement. you know, kind of was just a lot of buildup. Um, and I think as student athletes, we have the, um, just a lot of volume, especially because the younger generation is looking up to us. Um, a lot of um, young aspiring student athletes, college athletes, division one through three athletes um, are looking up to us. And with the the platform of like Instagram, TikTok, um, just, you know, any real social media platform. I think that is what allowed our generation and specifically Haley and I to um, use our voice. Hmm. Milo, did you get a sense of uh, instant <laughs> gratification w- with the response? Or was was that a sense of, hey, there was still a lot of learning to give? There's a lot of conversations, uncomfortable conversations, perhaps. Uh, what was the feedback? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think we were just, Haley and I both, and just our entire family was just overwhelmed with so much um, just um, gratitude. And um, we were honestly shocked. I wouldn't even, I don't know if it was, you know, satisfied um, because, you know, there is still so much work to do um, in, you know, really every area. I think, um, yeah, we're just really, really shocked and really um, grateful for the amount of videos that we received um, after, you know, reaching out to, um, I want to say probably like hundreds of student athletes, um, Olympic athletes, coaches, um, really just anybody that, you know, we had, we had time to reach out to when we have a lot of time. (laughs) Okay. So Haley, I want to, I want to start this question with you and Milo this way. You got to these sports where you are clearly the minority. How did you Mm -hmm. get to rowing? I mean, Milo to lacrosse, we'll talk about in a minute, but how did, how did Haley Barnett find rowing? And do it at a very high level on the collegiate level. Yeah, well, like the thing is about rowing is like it's all about exposure, um, not necessarily like talent, but opportunity to 
be like introduced to the sport. So um, I was lucky enough to attend a school that offered rowing. Um, I actually originally did play lacrosse with Myla, um, but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't really my my type of sport. Um, I do like like intense sports, but combative and like fighting and the physicalness of it, I didn't really like. Um, so I went on and kind of chose my own sport. So I um, so my high school offered rowing and I've always kind of been like a nature type of person. Mm. Um, I like pretty like different, unique sports. Um, I ran cross country. Um, and so when I found rowing, I, you know, wasn't initially like thinking about rowing in college or anything like that, but I got sort of good at it. Um, and I, um, was fortunate enough to have a couple like, of coaches reach out and I reached out to a couple of coaches and, um, you know, it just, it just kind of worked out, but yeah, I think, you know, being a minority in the sport is like due to, um, exposure. So, you know, there's a lot of kids of color and just any kids who could be good at rowing and could, you know, go far in the sport, but it's about, uh, it's about exposure. So. I was lucky enough to have that opportunity. Mala, what about you with lacrosse? Yeah, so um, I think along the same lines as, um, as Haley, we uh, we both went to the Baldwin School um, in Bryn Mawr and both had that exposure to lacrosse and rowing. And me specifically, I actually started when I was in sixth grade and I started as a goalie because we didn't have a, there wasn't a goalie. And um, <laughs> I figured I'd take a swing at it. It is the hardest, I think it's probably the hardest position on the lacrosse field. I cannot, I couldn't, after that sixth grade year of um, just, you know, a lot of, you know, learning how to play goalie, it, um, I figured that I really wanted to get on the field and run a little bit more. Um, so then when I was in eighth grade, I joined a club team. And then from there, I was recruited when I was um, a sophomore. But, you know, I do think it is that exposure. And it's also, um, it's the exposure. And then it's also just seeing that representation. Um, and that's uh, of um, Black lacrosse players. Um, and so I think, you know, just this opportunity here at Virginia, um, you know, having, you know, them take a chance on me, my coaches take a chance on me and um, me take a chance on them in this program um, was, you know, really um, a decision that I'm really grateful that I made. Um, so uh, that's cool. Uh, I want to go back yeah. to Haley a second. Uh, Haley, I'm sitting here. I, I'm a dog lover. I got uh, Chester and Fuller. They're sitting here in the studio with us. And I know that uh, you were the head of the school's animal club. There's the boys right there. They're yeah. sound asleep. Um, <laughs> so I, I You've got to be an animal lover to be able to pull off what you've been able to do in terms of changing school policy there at the University of Virginia. Um, so I, I actually changed the policy at my high school. Oh, there your was high school. Originally, okay, gotcha. Yeah, there was originally no dogs allowed on um, camp at all. And so I like kind of came up with this idea um, to do like – dogs for stress relief and so i put together this presentation and i had all of this data about how um dogs can reduce like stress and they increase like oxytocin and um they provide stress relief and there's a lot of like really amazing studies on um 
dogs reducing stress. And so I like had this presentation all ready to go and they um, approved it. And so um, we had the dogs come in and now the principal brings her dog to school every day and people stop by and, you know, pet the dog. And it's, I mean, I mean, I think it's great. Um, but yeah, I do definitely have a love for dogs. Um, my major is actually biology and I plan to, um, apply to vet school sometime in the future. So very cool. I love everything about that, which leads to our final question. And this will be the most difficult one. Both of you are going to have, and Haley, I'll start with you. Uh, since you've been at the university of Virginia, what has been your hardest class? Ooh, that's actually a very easy question. I would say cell biology. <laughs> cell biology? Yes, cell biology was the hardest class. Any, I can guarantee you, any you ask any bio major at the University of Virginia, and they're going to say cell biology. All right. It's, My, I mean, it's super oh, interesting. But, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry. Go right ahead. No, go right ahead. I mean, it's a super interesting class, but it's one of those weed out classes that you either pass it or you don't. So I was lucky enough to pass to do well. All right. Myla, same question. Let's see. So I am a sociology major and entrepreneurship minor. Um, When I came in as a first year here, um, I was taking a lot of... um, econ requirements. And so one of those was statistics. So probably at two or three, I think I took a 3000 level statistics class, which was, um, it was a tough one for me. Um, so a lot of office hours. Um, so yeah. Get it. Totally get it. Well, listen, both of you are very impressive and uh, continued success, not only with your academic prowess, obviously, but obviously you talk about lacrosse, you talk about rowing. And again, the who's are still number one oh my in the Pac-Man oh, rowing great, ranking. Still great. number one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, be well. Thank you all so much. Great fun for Thank us. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks. Have a great weekend. You, you too. bet. Thanks. Stars of the show, kids. Keep Some, telling you. Pretty easy. Yep. Pretty easy. Uh, don't forget, uh, the last two games of the big softball series this weekend are right here on ACC Network. We told you earlier, uh, Florida State a walk-off win last night. Tonight, again, 6 o'clock, and then Saturday at 2, right here on ACC Network, streaming live on the ESPN app. When we come back, Kevin Parada will join us next. Jackets are at home against Duke this weekend in Midtown Atlanta. We will talk to the nation's leader in home runs next on Packer and Durham. Packer and Durham. The nation's leader in home runs plays in the Atlantic Coast Conference, and he is Kevin Parada of Georgia Tech, uh, and he joins us this morning from Midtown, but it's 6.30 in Pasadena, California, so it's 9.30 in the east, but this is old hat for Kevin, so he uh, spends time with us this morning. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the season so far. Uh, big series with Duke this weekend. So how's this, how's this gone? We know the stats. How's the season been in your mind, Kevin? It's been a good season, honestly. Um, Obviously, statistically, I'm doing amazing, but the team's starting to roll, won the last couple series, and excited for this weekend against Duke, hopefully to continue that streak. Yeah. All right, I asked you this off the air. I'm now (laughs) going to ask you officially on the air so it's on the record. Uh, The way you're hitting the baseball, 
is it the size of a beach ball, a grapefruit, a bowling ball? I mean, you tell me, dude, because you are smashing that thing all over the place. Yeah, it's looking like a beach ball right now, especially when I'm going good. So um, this season I have had my hot streaks where it just feels like every pitch I'm hitting hard, which, I mean, it's not a better feeling. But, yeah, definitely looking like a beach ball right now. And, and with that said, Kevin, when you get in that zone, I mean, so it really doesn't matter. Hey, it doesn't matter if it's a curve, it doesn't matter if it's a slider, fastball in, fastball away. I mean, when you start seeing the baseball like you were doing, how would you describe it to someone? It's just a natural reaction, honestly. Like, you don't really think about if it's a breaking ball, if it's a fastball. After the fact, you kind of notice, oh, he threw me a breaking ball. But it's just go and hit and let things happen. And what is the hardest ball you've hit? I mean, there's always one that you go, man, I hit that thing so doggone hard. There's no seams left on it when they find it. <laughs> Do you remind, is there one that comes to mind that you just, man, I blistered that thing? Um, I'm not sure, but I think I want to say the one at Virginia, that home run was probably the farthest and the hardest one I hit. But I couldn't tell you because I don't really pay attention to the stats. Yeah. After 18, I guess you just they all kind of feel the same after you hit 18 of them. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I just lose. Nah, you got to enjoy every single one of them with baseball. The game's hard. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Kevin, I'm, I'm going to go big picture here. You guys have won three of four and four of six. Um, and I know this league's a mess now. I mean, there's a lot of good teams in this league, and you've seen some of them. You've beaten some of them. What, what is it about this particular year you think makes it different in the ACC? Yeah, the ACC, I think, is a bloodbath this year. It's the same thing as last year where we had to play, I believe, 10 series. Mm -hmm. And so it was everybody beating up on each other. But definitely the same thing this year. The bottom of the ACC is just as good as the top. And anybody can win any weekend, and that's really how you got to take every game. you got to um, be ready for whoever you play, just like we got Duke this weekend. Got to be ready for that. Yeah, ball game at 6 tonight on the uh, ACC NX, by the way, 4 o'clock tomorrow and Sunday at 2. I, I want to ask you about the league. Uh, obviously won 2 of 3 at Chapel Hill last week. You got the win at Virginia you spoke of a moment ago. You won 2 of 3 against Florida State. Uh, road games, if you can win a road series, everybody knows that's a, that's a premium, right? But you almost have to win the home series, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah, you got to win at home and – Try to win as many as you can on the road. And in the end, your stats will look pretty good as, as many wins as you can get. And the biggest thing is doing your best to not get swept because taking at least one game is important. Every game matters in the ACC. Well, there were only 18 home runs in that series over the weekend in Chapel Hill. You probably were crying getting on the bus going, man, do we have to leave this joint the way we're going yard against the heels? I think it was beautiful. Uh, do you get a sense? I mean, I know you're hitting everything in sight, but do you get a sense that pitchers are like, oh, man, here's Parada. Why are we even messing with him? Let's just put him on first base and be done with it. Do you get a sense that word's out on you yet? Yeah, I'm, I know that guys are going to pitch around me at times, and – I just got to be ready for if they make a mistake and if they don't, I take my walk or whatever happens. And it's kind of how baseball is. And it's really funny because this weekend guys are, or I hit the grand slam and some of the guys are like, why didn't they walk you? I was like, well, they still want to win and got to compete. And it was a zero zero ball game, but it's, it's just really funny that you just try to enjoy everything, try to be ready for your opportunity. And if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, then you just wait for your next one.
All right, and that's the that's the piece I want to go to, and and it's the one thing I remember Coach Hall telling me when you arrived in Atlanta, was that you came to Atlanta with great patience as a hitter. You understand kind of the the at bat process. When did that start to formulate for you? Because you don't look. Number one, you're you're hitting home runs, and we can talk about home runs all we want, but you've been a 300 hitter pretty easily in your college career here, and nearly 400 this year. When did that patience kind of develop for you, Kevin? Uh, and through high school, you always facing good pitching and the All-American games and all those different events. Just, you just got to be patient because those guys are going to get you out. And that's why baseball is hard is you're successful if you get on three out of ten times. So mm -hmm. it's the same thing that you just have to be patient. And when you get your opportunity, and go at it. And if you don't get one, like I said, you just got to continue to move on and Wait until you get your next one. Kevin, do you know who uh, Joey Bart is? <laughs> yes, I know who Joey Bart is. <laughs> do I know who do, Joey do, Bart do you, is? Do you know who he plays for? Oh, God, here we go. Yep, he plays for the Giants. That's right. Uh, do you think you're going to be the next San Francisco Giant? Because let me tell you something. We like that ACC pipeline out there to my boys oh, in San Francisco. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. And you know what? Now that Joey's finally, again, no disrespect to my man Buster Posey, Florida State, uh, future Hall of Famer. I'm liking this pipeline of Georgia Tech to my beloved San Francisco Giants. I think you are exactly the kind of guy we need for the future. How about that? No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. It sounds good, doesn't it? Right? right? I, I like Joe where he's at, and wherever I end up, I'm, I end up, and right. I'll be very thankful for that. And I'm, I'm glad for Joey, and I'm happy for Joey. And Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. No, Let no. me tell you something, Kevin, because Brandon Belt isn't going to last forever at first base, and I know you want to maybe be a catcher. <laughs> maybe that first base thing looks good. You and Joey Bart, little Georgia Tech, San Francisco Giants, world champions. That's what I'm talking about right okay. there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but wait, we got to get to the bottom of something. I just told you, Kevin is from Pasadena, California. That's right. He hates the Dodgers. Everybody hates the Dodgers. No, <laughs> no wait. He might actually be a Dodgers fan. No, he's not. Kevin? I'm not a Dodgers fan. Okay. Well, that's it. <laughs> I grew up going to Angel games. That's exactly right. There we right. go. See? That's exactly right. Nobody likes the Dodgers. Yeah. So Nobody they're... likes the Dodgers. <laughs> Nobody. So, all Even right. No, I got to tell you, that rally monkey pissed me off back about 20 years ago. <laughs> the rally monkey. <laughs> um, all right. There are, you flew over a lot of states to come to Atlanta. But you're not the first, nor will you be, I'm guessing, the last Californian to come play at Georgia Tech. Uh, I mean, Nomar was from Whittier, California. Uh, Mike Nickius was a great player. He was from Southern California. He was also a catcher at Georgia Tech. What is it about Southern California and Georgia Tech, Kevin? I I'm curious, just from your standpoint, what was it? Uh, Georgia Tech's always made me feel like family, and – uh, I wanted to go across the country, so I felt like it was the best opportunity for me um, with Coach Hall and being a catcher. He takes pride in all his catchers and always has, and I've started to notice that, especially as I've gotten through tech, how many catchers have actually come out of here. Um, California is just, most of us want to introduce the West Coast style of baseball to the East and, mm. and vice versa, and I think it's a great blend that we have going at Georgia Tech right now. Absolutely. Kevin, what ACC pitcher does the best job at hiding the ball in terms of their delivery, oh in terms boy. of hardest to pick up? I'd say probably Parker Messick, honestly. Florida State. Like, 
yeah, I got him one time, um, but the next at bat he struck me out and on three nasty pitches, and that's the game of baseball, and it happens. So mm -hmm. you take you take your chances and your success, but know that he's still a really good pitcher. You yeah. know what the good news is, Kevin? Uh, he too will be a San Francisco Giant. So you guys will be <laughs> teammates no about three years down the road. Yeah. <laughs> Parada, I'm telling you. For three years, every good uh, ACC baseball player, they're all going to the Giants. Hey, it's unbelievable. Hey, Carlos every... Rodon, did you see what he did to the Mets the other night? Yes. Where did he pull it? NC State. <laughs> NC State. My man, see? Elliot Avent, just sent me a text. Pack how you like your boy Rodon. Love yeah. him. Yeah. All these, there no, we go. Stephen Bailey, NC State. What's yeah. he doing? Giants. Yeah. Duggar, San Francisco Giants. Where's yeah. Clemson? Yeah. I, I'm just telling you, we are the ACC's <laughs> team. Oh, my God. So it's all going to work out for you, my oh. man. You keep slapping that thing and hitting it all over the yard. It's going to work out great. Kevin, you've been great fun to watch. We, pre we appreciate you coming with us. This but, but now here's the question of record for the show. All the other stuff we've asked you has no bearing. Now this one does. This is the hardest question. Here it is. Since you've been at Georgia Tech, Kevin, what has been your hardest class? Survey of calculus. Survey of <laughs> I calculus. Mean, yeah, it's supposed to be the easier option at Georgia Tech, and it is not easy by any means. It's, yeah, very difficult. Well, here's they, the it's survey. Abroad. Yeah, here's the survey. Is, is this class ridiculously hard? Yes. Do I pass? <laughs> <Yeah>. Hopefully. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. the deal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Holy cow. Keep up the great work, man. You're a joy to watch play. Thank well, you I love so much. All right, tell D. Hall Thank hello you. for us, Kevin. Appreciate it. I will. All right. Kevin Parada, 18 home runs with Duke visiting this weekend. And future Giant. Love everything about it. <laughs> Seriously, it's, it is amazing. I, I kid you about the Giants, of course, because I do love them. But it is amazing. No, you don't kid about loving the Giants. I love That's them. serious. They're my number one team. Yes. Uh, but it's amazing how many ACC players are tied into the Giants. Have you had discussions with the front office about that? No. No. Huh. Not yet. But we got to get Parada. We got to draft Parada. You Parada want Parker can, Messick too, don't I you? I want Parker Messick too. I want uh, both of them. Uh, we, uh, when we come back, apparently I have been holding out on my partner here the and truth. our staff of the show. The truth finally comes clean here. Yep. The finally. truth is out. And unfortunately, it's been written about and chronicled in some sort of newspaper. Next on Packer and Durham. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. Got a lot to go here in this last segment. We got plenty of things, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna run out of time if we don't get enough. If we don't get a move on here. Uh, all right. Let me let me first of all get you caught up. On uh, tennis. We had some upsets on the men's side yesterday. Rome, Georgia. Two major upsets. Take you right to the scoreboard and the brackets so you can see this. Now, remember, some of this available on the app, and they'll recap the weekend. All right, you see underway here in moments, the eight-seed Florida State, the top-seed Virginia. The four-seed Louisville, 12-seed Clemson upset Duke 4-3. Uh, Georgia Tech, the 10-seed, beat Miami 4-1. And then the six-seed NC State advanced to meet North Carolina. So there's your bracket on the men's side starting at 10 a.m. Now the, the ladies. All chalk. Yeah, this is all straightforward. Carolina, Florida State, Virginia, NC State at 3.30. Tonight, Duke, Wake Forest, Miami, and Georgia Tech. So there you have it. Now, 
Updated numbers from uh, Panama City at the Shark's Tooth. Uh, we now have one, two, three, six schools. I'm sorry. Three, Uh-oh, six, math. nine. Easy. Nine schools Easy. are on the course. Uh, early, four under for Louisville. Two better than NC State. Virginia Wake, Clemson, Florida State at three shots back. Uh, Virginia Tech, Boston College, and Duke are um, – are also even. They're four back. Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Notre Dame, yet to tee off. Well, now we got everybody on the golf course. You hit the refresh button. Louisville still got a two-shot lead. All right. All that coverage. I wonder why they're not asking us to do golf coverage after that last 30 seconds. Well, we're trying to give people the up-to-date information on the show. All right. Now, there's been a rumor – there's no rumor. That I've been doing other activities. There's no rumor. This is fact. This weekend, ironically, near Panama City, is the Florabama yeah, don't mullet like, toss. Don't pretend like you don't know. Like you're reading it. Like, the 37th apparently. annual Florabama mullet toss is this weekend. If you don't know about the Florabama, it's a bar. Pretty good-sized bar. And How it's, would you know? It sits there. literally on the state line of Florida you know, and Alabama. Unless you've been there. Again, it's a pretty good-sized bar. <laughs> so, the Florabama mullet toss is this weekend. And mulletwrapper.net posted a story. It's a newsletter. Of course it is. Surrounding the mullet toss at the Florabama. Roll Tide. Things been going for 37 years. They got, they got public relations. Roll Tide. And apparently, a longtime competitor was quoted in the article, and his name was Wes Durham. <laughs> his quote was, he said, at a pass toss, he liked to give his fish a pre-flight sip of beer. Oh, yeah. Quote, food for flight, is what he said. However... This uh, depiction of my mullet toss would be incorrect because I would be a southpaw, but thanks nonetheless. You're just giving the competition a break. You'd dominate with your left. I would dominate with my left. And, and, yeah. and, and by the way, can, put, can we put that photo up a second again one more time? Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong, and I will be the first to apologize, but if I didn't know any better, Wes Durham looks just like Tom Arnold in this picture right here. And don't ask me why. But you look just like Tom Arnold. Does anybody else see that resemblance? Wes, how about yourself there? Huh? I, Every, everybody agree with me on this, that Wes looks like what, like Tom Arnold? I don't think I look a thing like Tom Arnold. I don't know, man. I think I look better than Tom Arnold. Yeah. Tell you what. By the way, I'd like to know what that cat's... There's your smoke, by the way, over my... Uh, yeah, I told you. Left shoulder. Some guy event. getting you some smoke. Yeah. How about that right there? You know what else is cool about that picture? What? Is that Tony Elliott let me uh, have that that stick with a boxing glove on it in that picture. It's part of it. Sorry, Chester didn't mean Yeah, don't wake up the dogs. Chester. Easy, easy, easy. easy. All right. So congratulations. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. The mullet toss. You get the uh, private jet to go from uh, Charlottesville Charlottesville down to the Florabama. Kind of beer you're feeding your fish there when before you let that thing fly. Natural light. Is that what it is? Beer with a taste for food. <laughs> uh, 
Oh Roll my god! You've been to the Roll. floor, Bama? I've never been. Oh, never heard heavens. of it. Never heard of it. Apparently, you've been there, and we'll be there this weekend. No, no. Well, <laughs> a West Durham, not the West Durham, right? You think your kids know about this? That mullet tossing I do at the floor, Bama? Yeah. Well, I'll be stunned if we don't hear from the GA at Clemson in moments. <laughs> well, it would uh, not surprise me. Uh, Who knew? Hidden talents you've got. Can I? Can we just say here? Uh, thanks to the student athletes who joined us this week for ACC Unity Week. Awesome. Yep. Ten on a ten scale. Yep. No, not surprised. Uh, Mike Gambino, Deanna Gump, uh, Kevin Parada as well on the show with Haley Barnett and uh, Myla Barnett. And our thanks to them. Uh, we say farewell today to a critical member of the Packer and Durham team. Uh, Ezzy has been a stalwart. Yep. In the radio bunker. We joke about the radio bunker, but it's a real deal. If you listen to the show on radio, whether it's on Sirius XM 371 or you listen on one of our many affiliates, Ezzy has been a critical piece of the Packer and Durham uh, program and the ACC network. Salute and best wishes, Ezzy. Great job. Right? We're going to miss her. Thank you so much for your efforts, and uh, we wish you all the best uh, down the road. No question about it. Great job. Uh, Thanks to Drew Brooks. Thanks to Casey O'Brien. Thanks to Lisa Mundy on a Friday. And uh, Drew Carter will be here on Monday. I'll be in Charlottesville with Chris Long and the Waterboys. Have a great weekend. Tune into Packer and Durham weekday mornings from 7 to 10 Eastern for the best conversations about everything from the ACC. Find it on the ACC Network, Sirius XM Channel 371, and streaming on the ESPN app.